Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, thank you for your comments on Instagram. Some of them have been very funny on the really? Doggy Pod. Mm. Oh, yes, Doggy Pod Instagram and, uh, and Facebook. And thank you very much for listening in. I'm Dr. Rob Zamet and my famous producer. Well, I'd prefer infamous, but infamous. famous is okay. I'll, I'll take that. Yes, I'm Stephen Peters, his producer, that bloke, that noisy vet. And welcome uh, again to uh, an episode of The Doggy Pod. What's on this week's show, well, Rob? I'm certainly going to talk about microchips. I had a lot of inquiries yeah. about how the hell do they work, you know, and how do I track my dog with a microchip? So we'll talk about that, what the limitations are and what they can do for you and your dog. Yeah, yeah. We're also going to talk about uh, acupuncture. Yeah. Ouch. Is, is that a thing? <laughs> and how do you get a dog to sit still while you're putting... For all that time. 300 yeah, meters. And well, then finally, going to tell us all yeah, of that. Allergic reactions. What type are they? You know, what makes your dog allergic? How do I know my dog's even having an allergic reaction? Yeah, yeah. That's really a question that I often get asked. And what do I do about it more than anything else? Yeah, because allergic reactions, I mean, it might be a little bit like uh, we've got a great response to our story last week about gagging dogs. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, other people said, yeah, my dog's been gagging, but they thought it was a reaction to some food or, or something mm. else. So, yeah, allergic reactions, it's, it's good to know. Um, anyway, what you've been doing this week, Rob? Well, actually, this week, a big reminder about how expensive veterinary science can be, <laughs> depending on how far you want to go. I mean, it's you can generally look after a dog with a reasonable budget without any problems. Yeah. But, you know, people often say, do I get pet insurance? I never really know, Stephen. How do I answer that? Well, just be clear, everybody, we are not sponsored by a pet insurance oh, company. No, no, but it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know, if, if you well, never, it's like any insurance, isn't uh, it, really? If you never need it, you think, why did I spend all that money? Yeah, and if, yeah. you, if you do need it and uh, really need it, you think, thank the Lord that I've got pet insurance. Yeah. This particular dog had problems with one front leg and he started dragging this front leg badly. Dragging it means that he had 
no nerves really working. I said, Has he, he must have been traumatised. What, what sort looked, of dog was it? Uh, it was a little Hungarian Vizsla. Oh, never heard of that. Yeah, it's a, when I say little, they're, they're a biggish dog. Hungarian what? A Vizsla. They're a short-coated dog, a gun dog. In other words, they, they're bred to go hunting and those sort of things. Lovely natured dogs. I've not met a bad-natured Hungarian Vizsla. I, I do love the breed. I've there. not met a Hungarian Vizsla full stop. Really? Never. Well, wow, I'm going to have okay. to train you, boy. Mm, heel, okay. heel. Anyway. So this Hungarian Vizsla just started dragging his leg, and it was really quite sad because we weren't too sure what was going on. At times, he walked normal, and it was yeah, reasonably normal. We couldn't work there. Finally, after many x-rays, we said, go and get an MRI. We sent him off to a veterinary specialist group. He had an MRI done, and they weren't sure. They said, look, we're really not positive about this. They sent the MRI to the States. And they said, this dog has, we've seen this very rare thing, it's a tumour on the nerves. Can you believe that? A tumour on the nerves, but but where about? On on his leg? Under the arm, under the front leg. um, Right. Yeah, under that front leg, that's where all the nerve supply is. And the owners decided, yes, we're going to go ahead with surgery. And the only surgery you can do there is amputation. We have to remove that front leg and the tumour itself and uh, send it off for biopsy. It it is a hot tumour, a malignant tumour, and so we're worried. But they said the Mm. um, excision of it all is complete. We've taken it all out. Yeah, of course. So 50-50 chance whether it's going to migrate to other areas of the body or not, whether it migrates to other nerves, whether it migrates to muscle somewhere, whether it even migrates to the lungs. These are all the concerns we have. And, you know, if he gets through the next year or two without any signs of it, then he could go on for to have a, a longer life, than much more longer life than we would have been expected. This dog was six and a half years old. Okay. All being well, he might go to 12, 13, 14 years of age, but very expensive. You know, the, the MRI alone was $3,000. Wow. So... Yeah. Can I ask uh, what might seem like a crass question? Sure. So you said you sent the leg off. Uh, no, we sent the well. We sent the part that we where the where the actual um, tumor was. We cut right around that mm-hmm. and sent all that tissue off. Not the whole leg okay. didn't have to go off, <laughs> but where the tumor was. And so they look at a the tumor and b under a microscope, specially done um, doing sections of it. They mm-hmm. look all around the tumor to see if there are cancer cells in that region, including the lymph node as well. We sent that off, of course. Nothing in the lymph node and nothing in the surrounding cell. It wasn't invading further. It wasn't invading further up the nerves. They couldn't see any other tumour cells. And it wasn't invading um, in the tissues surrounding it. So we're hoping that it was contained in that one small tumour. It wasn't a big tumour, but because it was on the nerve, causing lots of problems. So how do you send it off? It's not like you put it in the mail or anything. No, you uh, put it into a pot, depending on the size of the tissue you want to send, which is then filled with what's called uh, formal saline. Saline, you know, is like mm. a salt solution. It has to be a special um, uh, concentration. Saline has to be a very special concentration. And we put 10% formaldehyde. Formaldehyde's the stuff, Stephen, that mm. they used to inject all the uh, corpses with in ancient Egypt, the mummies, and that preserves them. 
So formaldehyde, isn't that what we use these days for yeah. in, in, in funeral homes? That's right, in, in preserving bodies and those mm. people that want to lay in state. It, yeah. it actually does preserve tissues for a long, long time. Yeah, some of those mummies are well-preserved mm. mm. in, in, from ancient Egypt. So, yes, we still use formaldehyde. Um, it's been used on all sorts of uh, corpses around the place, <laughs> to be honest. So, so you, that, that's part of the solution that you had to sit the uh, tumours in. Yes, and, yeah. and so that fixes the tumours in that state. Yeah, it actually stops mm. them from de- from degrading and it and actually says, right, at that time when those that tissue was removed, that's the state it was in. Yeah. Because we put in formaldehyde, it stops any degradation of the tissue, any breakdown of any of the tissues. And so what you see is what you had mm. in the animal. Do then, you remember the dog's uh, name? Uh Yes, I do. It was very, very ordinary name, Harry. But Harry oh, was very loved. Harry. Harry is very, very loved. I always thought, mm, okay, Harold. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they then take the tissue and slice it into very thin slices and then put, stain it all and then put it on a glass slide and fix it on the slide and look under the microscope. And they look at all these slides that they make to see where the tumour cells are. They were very impressed with the tumour itself because it was a rare tumour, but they were equally impressed with the fact that there were no tumour cells anywhere else. And I was certainly impressed with that. I was very thankful, as were the owners. And uh, Harry went home straight away, like within... Without uh, his leg? I'm Seriously, Stephen, he stood up that that day and the next day he was just walking around, like bouncing around. Um, Wow. Dogs are not like us. You know, I've always said... Learn to live like a dog. Live mm. in the moment. Mm. If it was us that lost a limb or something, you lay in bed, why me? Why me? Oh, traumatised, you know, Why yes. me? Dogs think, oh, well, that's the way it goes. Okay, and I guess I've I'll only just... got three now, huh? Yep, and I'm running with a pack. And they will. They'll just go off running with a pack with three legs. It doesn't stop them. Mm. I have literally seen a dog on two legs once. It was just wow. What, one, one front, one back? One, one front, one back, yes. <laughs> Not standing on its back legs. They, I, I've heard about that. Um, and yeah, this dog used to get around just on two legs. I, I couldn't believe that. But three legs, no problem for this dog. Just was getting around the next day and went home literally the next day. Didn't hang about at all. Um, okay, well, doggy pod listeners out there, let's all just um, <clears throat> send our good wishes to Harry and uh, hope everything's okay. Exactly right. All the good thoughts, head on to Harry. Now, do you know what uh, your dog's microchip is? I'm sure you know your dog's got a microchip. Um, But I have always wondered what's on a microchip. Mm. How much information can people get from your dog's microchip? Because, you know, you have to have it, I think, for their rego, uh, registration and, uh, you know, details of who that dog is. But um, anyway, Rob, what is, um, I mean, up to, I guess, microchips, people just had the information on the dog's collar. You hoped, yeah. yeah. If, if the collar stayed on, if the collar didn't get uh, pulled mm. off somewhere when the dog was lost or someone grabbed the dog by the collar and the dog took off and the collar, they left with the collar in their hands, that sort of happens. Mm. So the big question with microchips, two questions. One, how do they work? And the other question, Stephen, is how do they work? <laughs> um, now, what do I mean by that? Well, the first, how do they work, is um, uh, uh, do they need a battery or what happens? Yeah. Now, 
and how much can we locate the dog and those sort of things. The visceral part of the microchip is basically it's an inert, you know, it just doesn't do anything, little chip that goes in under the skin between the shoulder blades of the dog. It's a quite a big needle, but yet if you do it properly, it doesn't hurt the dog because you lift the skin properly and pull the skin over the needle mm. as you move it forward. So you're not jabbing forward too much. Then put push it in, release the plunger. That pushes the microchip under the skin and the tissues grab onto it and it stays there. They can migrate. Some tissues uh, don't grab it the way you'd like it to. And so they migrate usually downward. So they're about down the side of the shoulder or somewhere like that. It can happen. So but what is it, just like a little um, metal, si- metal Size thing. of a rice grain? No, it's not even metal. It's usually covered in some inert form of um, uh, pl- hard plastic thing. You know, it's, it's quite... Mm, okay. uh, when you, when you have, push them out to have a look at them, that's what they look like. Just about the size of a rice grain, tiny little thing with all the uh, electronic stuff inside that does nothing. It just sits there. What happens is that you need a transducer to come along. It has to be fairly close to the dog, so you, you, you'll see your vet or whoever using it. They put it onto the dog's shoulders and just push a button. That sends a radio frequency beam down, which hits the microchip, and it, it pushes back a, a information back to the, to the but it, trans. But it doesn't need a battery or anything. It doesn't need a battery. The battery's hmm. in the actual... A reader, the yeah, microchip yeah. reader, you hit the button, the reader sends down a frequency which hits it and bounces back the information on that microchip. And there are 15 things on the microchip, uh-huh. all just 15 numbers. That's all it oh, is. Okay. No more information. There's no private information about who owns the dog or who bred the dog or your shopping habits. Nothing. Uh, no sex about the dog. Nothing at all. Doesn't just, doesn't tell you if it's male 15 or female. Numbers. No. Fifteen numbers. Just, and they're all unique. I've never ever come across the same numbers in the dog. Right around the world, each dog has a unique set of numbers. Hmm. Some have um, uh, some uh, letters in them as well, but that's probably gone by the by. And those numbers are then registered on the database. So you fill in the form and your veterinarian or whoever's doing it fill, fill, sends those to a database that keeps all your information very private. I promise you, I, I can't even let you know about some of the privacy things. So, so what private. would happen, say, if your details are this address or that address, which you've now moved from, this phone number, which you no longer have anymore, um, and I've changed email providers. And so basically email, phone and address are all now different. Mm-hmm. Is, what else can they put there that that can't be changed? Um, your, your name is about about it. Oh, okay, it's um, traceable. They, yeah. they do ask for a second contact. Right. So okay. if you want to, you can have a second phone number. But yes, if you don't change it, it corrupts the database for your dog. Yeah, because if you move house or change your phone numbers, the last thing you're <laughs> going to remember is, oh, I better change it on my dog. Yeah, no, very important. Very important. You can you know, get it done to your vet or you can do it. Do oh, so they it, can yeah. actually put what? Put another microchip in? No, or? no, no, no. Same microchip, yeah. but they change the... They- hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. 
Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. They send information to the whoever's keeping the data. See, in Australia, oh. in all states of Australia, microchipping of dogs and cats actually is compulsory. Mm. And that's how we register our dogs, and there's a registration fee for non But I reckon people wouldn't have thought when they move to yep. get that changed on your dog. Yeah, no, very important. Otherwise, they, they just contact you at your... Well, hopefully you haven't changed your mobile number mm. because usually what happens is that we get lots of lost dogs where we are in our area. We get them, we scan them, and we then ring the database and say, this is the number. Uh, for for this animal that we found, they'll give us a phone number and name of the person, not an address. They don't tell us where the dogs come mm. from. We don't want to know; it's too private. And we or they'll give it to council, and someone will ring that person up and say, "We found your dog." And occasionally, yeah. people say, "Oh, it's not my dog." Oh, you think, but it's number. Yeah, I used to own that dog, and they gave it to so and so. So and so hasn't changed the information. Yeah, yeah. At least they know who they've given it to. Hopefully. And you can find it. And if you can't find anyone, and that happens, then the dog can be rehomed. And then that number, that same number, all the information gets changed into the new owner's um, owner's information. Hmm. It all all goes down that way. So there's no... uh, The privacy is very, very important. They will not... None of the data places will give out information other than, um, yes, this is... Fred Jones's dog, and this is his phone number. Give him a call, and we can then find Fred Jones and, and ring him and say, "This is your Fred, dog." Fred, we've here. got your dog here, mate. Yeah, and accidents happen all the time in all families. People leave gates open, or mm. dogs dig their way out, or dogs will jump a fence, or they'll get off a lead and take off if something happens, scares them, and you've lost your dog. And you may have lost your dog forever if it's not relocated by finding it. The thing that you can't do is bring up the data place and say, I've lost my dog, can you beam him in? Now, <laughs> yeah. now Scotty won't be able to beam him in from the uh, Starship Enterprise, mm. so you, you, the beam is not that strong. Gee, that's... Um, anyway, so, yeah, everybody out there, have you updated your dog? I'm sure there's lots of people who have moved house. Or oh, it happens changed. all the time. Which is the last thing you would think of is updating your dog. Well, if you're moving, your dog needs to know where he's moving to. He's not going to Good know point. if his database is gone, is he? So in the world of, uh, I guess, what you'd call alternative medicines... Um, which some people would call acupuncture. I don't know. Um, I'm just intrigued. Can can dogs get acupuncture? Yeah, and if yeah. so, how the hell do you hold a dog down when it's <laughs> getting 100 needles put in it? Most certainly, well, there's two things. One, you can have acupuncture with needles, and I've done that with dogs, and they just stand there. These needles, what? Stephen, they're so fine. I the know, dog, but still. Dogs don't worry about it. 
they will stand there with lots of needles up and down. They look a bit like a porcupine for you know, 15, 20 minutes and they don't mind at all. It doesn't worry them one little bit. So it does happen. You know, I've had that many times where dogs have had needles. So you do acupuncture oh, yeah, yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, I did a course and I enjoy doing it to, to dogs. The other way is using a laser. There are laser acupunctures, which oh. sends a, a little beam in. And how acupuncture works is it stimulates the nerves in a certain area. So you've got to know where all the important nerves points are to stimulate. And that then, because you've stimulated the nerve, releases chemicals, which helps both the physical and the mental well-being of the, of the patient. Now, mental well-being, because often releases endorphins. Endorphins are the hormones that make you feel good about mm. you. Um, like when you're listening to the doggy pod. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Endorphins are being released by the hundreds right now, listeners. Just <laughs> just say thank you. It's all right. Don't have to, say, don't have to bow. Feel free. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, endorphins and other chemicals are released to help heal in the area. So they're used for local things like a, um, you know, a back problem in the dog, a slipping disc, a, a, an issue with muscle damage in an area. Uh, there's even someone worked out a performance point which people use for greyhound racing to, you know, they reckon it works oh, for their dog makes their yeah, dog go faster I don't know right. if it's true or not sounds dodgy we use acupuncture sometimes when dogs are waking up to, we uh, hit a, an area that stimulates respiration to help them wake up easier and take in more oxygen as they're waking up from anaesthetic so it's used a lot and okay. there's two types the needles Sure, but there's also just the laser type. But even that, I mean, remember the laser, they can feel a little bit. If, if you've ever used acupuncture on yourself, that laser acupuncture, you can sometimes feel a little zip in it. Yep, and so some dogs don't like that, and they prefer the needles. Quite amazing. Well, I've acupuncture had acupuncture. Dogs absolutely works every time. I've had acupuncture once, and I did not enjoy it, let me tell you. Needles or laser? Needles. Mm, they use the big needles on you. So is your dog, or does your dog, uh, act a bit odd sometimes? Uh, maybe like it's reacting to something and it might be food or it might be something in the garden or whatever. Um, is that a big deal, Rob, if all of a sudden your dog's, you know, I don't know, what, got oh. a twitch or... No, look, it can be as dangerous as an allergic reaction in the human. Yeah, you know, humans are allergic to certain nuts, eat those nuts and can yeah. die. Mm. Same with your dog. Oh, okay, so, right. The right. most common of the dangerous reactions like that come from insects, either bee stings or wasps ah. or spiders. So what would you a know, dog typically do, say, if it was bitten by a bee? Usually in that area, it swells up. It's nearly always in the face somewhere because they're chasing the bee and their face right. just starts to swell up. And referred to as angioedema, but all this fluid builds up around the face. And, of course... Equally, it can go down the neck, into the throat, and into the lungs. Mm. So allergic reactions like that have to be dealt with straight away. Now, you can try an antihistamine, but you know, make sure that that's working really well, or get to a vet, and the veterinarian will, will usually give a steroid and an antihistamine, sometimes a tranquilizer as well I, I sometimes have to use, because some dogs, because their face is itchy as, yeah. they will scratch it and traumatise their face, I've seen them come in with scratches all over the face where they've, you know, no one's there to help them, so they're scratching at their face because it's itchy as all get up. But the 
the tongue's starting to go a bit bluish hue because there's fluid in the chest and there's throats not getting the air through because it's swelling up. Can be those sort of uh, sudden allergic reactions like that. Nearly always an insect bite of some kind. I don't see them with food. I don't see that reaction with dogs with food. food so is there such a thing as a food Oh, reaction? yeah, food allergies yeah. in dogs can cause one of two things. They can cause generalised inflammation of the skin or they can cause diarrhoea you know, and gastrointestinal disturbances. Mm, mm. That, that's probably just as common. Uh, you give the dog certain food and he gets diarrhoea and you think, yep, that's it. Every mm. time it's that. Every time I give him chicken, that's what happens. Mm. He gets the sh- and never mind. Um, but, yeah, that's the thing. It, it gives an, a gastrointestinal disturbance of some kind. And, of course, then you have the allergies to plants, very common. Uh, the vines, I've not found a vine that you could plant and say, my dog will not be allergic to that. Every single vine seems to cause some degree of allergy in dogs. Vine, like a growing... Jasmine, like a, a, ivy, yeah, okay, wandering right. Jew, um, just anything growing over morning glory. All these vines that mm. people grow and have nice smells. And, mm, mm. You know, I and, love jasmine. Yeah, well, your dog doesn't. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Molly will hate... Well, she'll love going, rubbing herself on it, and afterwards... You'll pay for it when you see her all swelled up and, and spots all over and scratching. It's all right. I, I know a couple of good vets. I get a good deal. That's good. I'm glad you're getting the discount rate. The other thing you get is buffalo grass is often cause allergies. I mean, Buffalo grass is very common, common in Australia. In well. Australia it is. In America, not so much so. But in Australia, we used to have the rough and tough, you know, that real rough buffalo mm. grass when we were kids. And... You know, I remember playing in it and you come up with all these little hives on your that's arms. That's true, that's true, yeah. yes. Well, they made a softer buffalo grass, you know, the Sir Walter and all those, and said it's hypoallergenic. I guess it's less reactive because it doesn't get into your skin, but your dog still doesn't like it. It'll mm. often cause... Aller- and dogs that are allergic to buffalo grass are allergic to the hypoallergenic ones. So with those people, I say grow cooch. The soft cooches tend to be a lot better for dogs that have grass allergies and they're inflamed all over. What can you do about the grass allergies? I mean, the food allergies, obvious, avoid that food. The insect allergies get to the vet. Um, And same with the generalised allergies. And dogs can have also a thing called atopy, A-T-O-P-Y, which is just allergic to the environment, things in the environment. We're not even sure what it is. And people say, I can do, can't we do tests? Yeah, you can do tests. And you find out they're allergic to all these things. You can't get them all out of the environment. You've got to treat the dog. What do we treat the dog with? I remember during the first lecture that Professor Brian Farrow was giving us about allergies, <laughs> I thought, oh, this will be easy. I'll use antihistamines. As that thought went through my mind, Professor Farrow said, for those of you thinking about antihistamines, very unrewarding in dogs. I thought, great. And they are. They tend not to work for um, grass allergies and plant allergies and things but like would, that. But you would think, uh, is it do- uh, long-haired dogs are less likely? Um, no, not, can't not, reach their skin as easily? Not so much. I, yeah, I, I don't think... I think there are certain breeds that do get allergies more than others. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, you know, a German Shepherd compared to a Jack Russell, say, which no, is a short same deal. dog. Same okay. deal. Both, I've seen plenty of allergies in both those breeds. And yeah. so then we have to decide what we're going to use. Um, sometimes if you use cortisone and antihistamines, you decrease the amount of cortisone that you have to use. I like to use it as what's called pulse therapy. You just give it for three days on and four days off, and often you minimize side effects because cortisone has a lot of side effects. And now there are new drugs that have no side effects and work in most cases. One is an injection, which we give, 
uh, once a month called Ciderpoint, and the other one is a tablet called Apoquil. Both those are still on patents, so they're very, very expensive. So again, mm. pet insurance might be something you need to think <laughs> about um, because it re- they're really you know, like three hundred dollars for a bottle. A hun- uh, uh, you know, a bottle of a hundred would be like two or three hundred dollars. Wow. So, and you have to give it every day for your dog. That's a lot of tablets. What was my dog's name again? I forgot. Anyway. <laughs> Lucky Molly, Molly doesn't have allergies. <laughs> All right, now that's the end of the show, but don't rush off just yet because uh, there's a couple of bit, a bit of house. It's a bit of a housekeeping anyway because um, we're, we're going to take a little break for a little bit. Um, so there won't be a new episode next Friday. But listen, we've just realised we are on our Instagram. For those that don't follow us on Instagram, we are really close to getting 2,000 Instagram followers, which, you know, is not bad, I think. So can um, everybody tell a friend? If, you, if, if you're not following us on Instagram, please do. And also then you'll hear about when we're back. And, and uh, there's a few other little surprises happening in a little while as well. But, yeah, let's see if we can get over 2,000. So if everybody just tells mm. a friend, <laughs> hopefully, follow us on Instagram. Uh, there's always interesting stuff. Rob's always posting stuff from the clinic. So it's worth, uh, worth looking, at, looking at. And the same with Facebook as well. Uh, as you know, we're on... Uh, well, not on just that. Facebook. I'm going to have the final word here, as I always do. Yeah, but, the, yeah, okay. And my final yeah. word is, you've all got homework. Cool. Find one person that has a dog and loves the dog and is not listening to the Doggy Pod podcast and tell them and get them to listen to at least one episode. Let's do that while we're away for us, folks, if you would. Yeah, I just want because if you haven't... There's um, a lot of information. Yeah, I don't, know if, I don't know how many people have listened to every episode. There's, I think there's like 120-plus episodes there over four seasons, so... That's a lot of information for any dog owner. So, I, yeah, that's right, right? I Tell, get yeah. seasoned dog breeders that have been there for a long time saying, you know what, I love your show because I learn something new quite often that I just didn't know about dogs. Who and would yet, have I've thought? been with dogs for 20-plus years. Mm. So, yes, tell your friends. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's your homework, right? right? Yeah. Get some doggy board listeners out there. See <laughs> you, folks. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.